Hello and welcome to this week's episode on the Connect Her podcast. I am Terry Lee and I am so pumped to be here today. I have just finished up our interview with this incredible woman that you're about to listen to. She is the mastermind behind my brand and I am so excited. There are so many amazing goodies in this episode and I really know you're going to walk away having learned so much about branding, how to start your own brand, what to look out for and really how to do it yourself or what to look for when you're getting someone to do your branding for you. It is such a valuable episode and I absolutely wish that I had this episode in my hands when I first started my um, my entrepreneurial journey because it would have been so much value. And also if you stay all the way to the end, Rosie is so kind to have created a incredible little goodie for you guys so that you can actually put together your own brand yourself and learn even more than just this episode. How good is that? I am so excited, as you can tell, and I absolutely love this podcast. It was so much fun. I hope you ladies love it as much as I do. Let's just jump straight in. Welcome to the Connect Her podcast. Connecting the next generation of millennial female entrepreneurs to the women that have overcome the odds, embodied their inner rebel, and built successful empires on their own terms. This podcast is for female entrepreneurs looking to take their businesses to the next level and make their mark on the world. From the woman dreaming of starting her own business to those that simply want to elevate to the next stage. The Connect Her podcast is here to connect her to the top female entrepreneurs of our generation. My name is Terry Lee, a fellow millennial entrepreneur just like you, and I've gone through it too. I understand the hustle and heartache of what it takes to build a successful business. Week after week, I'll be bringing you inspiring interviews with the top female entrepreneurs in Australia, as well as giving you access to the top experts teaching actionable tips and strategies to help you bring your entrepreneurial dreams to life. Touching on all things business, marketing, social media, personal development, and everything else that it takes to be a total girl boss and successful entrepreneur. Hi and welcome. I am so excited to welcome our guest today. Her name is Rosie and Rosie is the mastermind behind my brand and I am so excited to have her on because she is really incredible at what she does and I am just so freaking happy with how my branding has turned out and I just thought it would be really powerful to have her on the podcast and for her to teach you ladies a few little tips and tricks and some kind of know-how about what to think about when you are putting together your own brand for your business because I know when I first did it, I really messed up. (laughs) I made quite a few mistakes. So if you can learn a thing or two from her, that would be absolutely incredible. 
firstly, I just want to say thank you so much for coming onto the podcast thanks, today. Thanks for having me. No, of course. I'm super, super, super excited to have you on. So I think firstly, it'd be really great for you to introduce yourself and kind of tell everybody a little bit about who you are, your story yeah. and how you help people. Sure. Um, well, thanks for that intro. That was really nice. I feel like <laughs> you're my hype girl. Um <laughs> And I think I was saying to you before, every time someone asks me this question, I just have such a hard time answering it because it's like, what do I say? Um, so I, I, well, first of all, I'm Rosie. I'm a graphic designer. I have always been just obsessed with, you know, creative pursuits ever since I was a little girl. Loved drawing, loved anything, you know, art, making things with my hands. Um, and then when I got to uni, I sort of, you know, I sat down with my parents and they really wanted me to pursue something that was, I guess a safer career path. So something like law or like, you know, accounting. Um, and we reached a compromise, which was architecture. Cool. So, which was really cool. And, you know, I studied that for three years. I graduated um, and I worked for a year, year as an architect and realized that it just really wasn't for me. Um, to be honest, I just like actually just really quite hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and, and, uh, and then I kind of had to think about what else I could do with my skills. And I think graphic design was the, the, the logical choice. And so I went back, I studied, I came out of there and have been working as a graphic designer ever since. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Well, Great. obviously I love your work. I Thank am you. probably your number one fan. I think that the most important thing is for people to even understand what a brand is because I think I only really realized what a brand yeah. is probably like a good six to nine months into starting my own business so yeah. I'd love to know like what do you define as a brand I think yeah I think that's a really good question because um with a lot of the clients that I work with there's the assumption that the brand is just their logo Mm -hmm. um, and they come into the studio and they're just fixated about wanting the most beautiful logo in the world um, and it's really not about that. It's not just about that. I think the brand is really about, you know, the overall vibe of your business, really the values and like the story that you're bringing into the business. And it has to resonate with the people that you're serving. So I think it's kind of like the summary of all these things. So to recap your stories, your mm -hmm. values, your customers, the way that you want people to experience your business when they you know go to your shop or they buy something online or they email you it's the customer experience so it's kind of like the sum of all those parts and mm. that that's what actually makes a brand yeah it's not totally just, it's not just the visual stuff no I can totally see that so when I first started I was definitely under the misconception that it literally is just a logo, a couple of colors and wham, bam, you're, you're done. Yeah. Like you're good yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. And after a little while, I realized that my initial brand was just so flat and yeah. I didn't understand why there was no substance, even though I took no time whatsoever to create a brand. I was sure. like, why isn't people, why aren't people resonating with me? Yeah. yeah you're like, but this is so pretty. Like, yeah. why, why don't people it like it? It wasn't even like that pretty, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I completely agree with you that a brand is obviously it takes you, you need a logo, you need your color palette, your fonts, yeah. all of that jazz. Yeah. But I think like you kind of said, it's pretty much your vibe, your attitude and absolutely a combination absolutely. of like your values. I know before we like Chuck, like started with this interview, you kind of touched on that too, but it's definitely, like you said, a combination of 
all of the assets and also your mission, your value and your vibe. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that um, the the story of your brand is pretty much the most important thing out of out of all of it. Like until you kind of figure out what your story and values are for your business, mm-hmm. um, I always tell my clients like don't even bother with the fun stuff, which is the, <laughs> the actual design of it, um, because the design really flows on from that conversation. Um, so you know, typically when I when I first start working with my clients, we spend a really, really long time really defining why they're in business in the first place and who they're trying to serve, um, what they stand for. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think some people kind of look at that process and they think, oh, my God, research. Like, it's so boring. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. I feel you. Yeah. Did you enjoy that part of the process? That oh, we did? I did. So um, just to take you guys, like give you a bit more insight. So when I first engaged with Rosie, we did kind of like an I guess, is it an onboarding survey? Or I don't know what the term is, but it was a questionnaire where I literally had to sit down and think about all of these questions that Rosie just asked. And to be completely honest, I hadn't taken the time to do that. I mean, I'd finally built my business up to a point where I could invest into branding and doing things properly. But still I hadn't, even though financially I was investing, I hadn't invested in the actual thought process of what it takes and what you need to think about in order to build a brand. And it was such an awesome exercise because it allowed me to understand not only from a branding perspective, but also from my offering and so many other facets of what I do. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And did you find that now I feel like I'm interviewing, um, but did you find that you sort of found anything that you found out something about your business that you didn't know before? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I defined so much more than I thought I would is probably my target audience, because Definitely. with a brand that is like you, you guys can see my branding, uh, <laughs> but it is super strong and I'm super proud of it. And I think the reason that it is so strong and bold is because of the fact that I identified not only who my target audience are, but the way that I want to communicate with them and the type of messages and the kind of mission of what I do and what I stand for and my why. Um, And that allowed me to kind of push boundaries with you creatively. Like once I figured that out and understood that I can really push the envelope when it comes to this, I was like, go for it. I trust Mm. you. I push the boundaries like I think I even told you literally if you think it's a little bit too much go for it it's fine yeah yeah absolutely that was part of the brief which (laughs) I loved because I'm like oh my god I never get clients who want to do like super crazy stuff well I do but you're definitely one of the more fun ones (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, but I think that you know what I liked about our process was that you were really um, uncompromising on your target market because generally when I ask clients this question um, I find that a lot of them give me the answer that they want to market to everybody, uh-huh. right? But you were really clear and you were kind of like, look, if it doesn't work for this specific market, then I don't want I don't want that look. Yeah. And I, I really like that because that meant that we could really just, you know, go all in and create a vibe that actually served the people that you wanted to serve. And I think that's why it's been a success. Yeah, no, I feel like for me, one of my, um, probably my biggest lesson and learning through all of the coaching and mentorship that I do get 
is the fact that if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're actually speaking to no one. And I think really understanding who your avatar is and who your tribe is from a singular point of view, like Mm. literally who that one person is, it allows you to be so hyper-focused and really speak to them. So when you're Mm. writing a social media post, whether you're writing your website copy, whether you are just giving like even my business cards have such personality oh about God, them. Yes. I love your business cards. <laughs> thank oh you. <laughs> um well, it's all your work. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um but I mean there's so much personality behind it that the people that resonate with what I'm putting out there into this big world. Yeah. They're definitely my tribe and they're my people. And you know what was really cool? One thing that I absolutely loved is, and I highly recommend that everybody, when they are going through this branding process, is to ask your peers and your target audience for their opinion. You know, like ask them for their um, input as well. Because so what I did was when I went through this whole process, I put it out to my tribe and I was like, so what do you think about these two options? I already made up my mind, but I just wanted to make sure that it yeah. truly resonated instead of just making assumptions. I think that's such a good point. And I really encourage clients to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my only caveat is, and I think you've done this really well, is honestly only ask people that are actually from your target audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, say, you know, your target audience is millennial females mm-hmm. and you're asking, you know, dudes in their 50s, 60s, <laughs> they're probably not going to give you the response that you're probably. after. <laughs> you know? um, and that comes back down to really understanding who your target market is. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, Awesome. So I absolutely love that. And as you know, Through and through, I 100% believe in that. So obviously for our listeners that are currently in a position where they're trying to to put together their business brand, they're thinking about it, they maybe didn't quite think about it properly when they first Mm -hmm. started their journey and now they're listening to this and thinking, okay, what can I do right now um, to like, what should I be thinking about when putting together my own brand? Yeah. If like our listeners were out there thinking that right now, what would you, you recommend? So I definitely, I would start with the story and I know we've sort of talked a little, a little about this already, Yeah. Um, but to sort of get more into the details of that, um, what I mean by a story is specifically, you know, why you've gone into business in the first place. And sometimes I know that is for very uh, practical reasons, but I would really encourage you to kind of dig deep and think about, you know, the personal reasons as to why you're doing what you're doing. Like, how are you wanting to kind of affect the world like mm-hmm. what kind of values do you want to bring to the people people around you to the people that are going to be interacting with your business how do you think you're going to change their lives essentially I mean I think that maybe that sounds a little bit kind of out there and woo-woo but it's really important it's super important it's, you know it's all about the mission like your mission and what kind of um what kind of value you want to bring to other people so I would spend a good day just thinking about that alone and kind of just jot down, you know, anything that comes to your head. And I think once you've kind of done that part, I would definitely start thinking about your target market and get really, really clear and be ruthless about that. So, you know, if you have more than one target market, I would write down, um, you know, I think up to two or three is is good. Anything more than that, you're kind of getting into that everybody territory. Mm-hmm. So I would say that with the target market, I would encourage you to get really, really deep. So go beyond just how old they are, you know, where they live. 
I'd really get into their heads and think about like, you know, what are their needs? What other brands would they be kind of exposed to? What are their hopes and fears as it comes to, as it relates to your business? So for example, if you're running like a hairdressing salon and your target market is a millennial female, um, what would be the most incredible ideal salon experience that this woman would be looking at? Um, you know, there are so many salons out there, mm-hmm. but if she had to build her own salon that just created the most epic experience for her, like what would she want? So I would really encourage you guys to kind of get into the headspace of your target audience. You know, one of the really fun exercises that I was doing the other day was to kind of like think about a day in the life. Like what do they actually do when they wake up? Where do they go? You know, what are they thinking? And by doing that, you can get really deep into the psychology of where they are and I guess design your brand and your offerings to kind of cater to that. Yeah, Does that kind of make sense? No, of course that makes so much sense. I mean, I think that if you do everything to make your target market or audience's lives better and add value to them, yeah, you're going to be doing a freaking epic job at whatever you're creating or whatever you Definitely. do with yourself because a lot of people get pretty caught up, I think, in their own minds and what they so. want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or th- what they think that they should be doing or yeah. what they personally would want for themselves instead of yeah. taking a step back and thinking, okay, cool, I'm not actually doing this for me. Yeah. I may have started this journey for yeah. myself, but I'm actually doing it to serve my people and to yeah. serve my tribe and to that's make such, sure that... Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. And so- that's that's exactly it. Because I, I um, you know, I've definitely been in a situation where... <laughs> Um, a client's come up to me and they're they're really, really focused on just the aesthetics and what sort of like the the shell of the brand um, instead of, you know, the real substance, which is brand value story and target audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if, and I know that this is a really big question, yeah. but I know when I first started out in my journey, I made quite a few mistakes and it's probably because I didn't actually think about everything the way that you've just explained it. But on top of that, I really didn't have much of a budget to get a professional involved Mm. from the beginning. I mean, I was working my ass off just to be able to pay, like to afford to still live, (laughs) let alone still have the expenses of getting a professional graphic designer or branding strategist involved to really level up and make this come to life what would you recommend for those women out there that are at that stage where they they really want to make an impact with their brand but they're not financially able to commit to getting someone to do it for them that's a really good question I think we've all been there at some stage of our lives yeah (laughs) um yeah entrepreneur life yeah definitely (laughs) You're just like scrapping and the saving. Tuna. Um, Tuna and rice. Yeah. Yeah. Basically <laughs> broccoli for me. Yeah. Um, I would say that I think Canva is a great resource. I'm probably not supposed to say that as like a professional <laughs> graphic designer. Um, but, you know, if, if you're just starting out, you're going to have to do what you can do to just get the ball rolling. Um, and if you don't have any money for branding, it pays to look at these resources like Canva or Creative Market where you can spend a bit of money getting a template and using that as a temporary brand. And I really stress the word temporary because I do believe so strongly in the value of branding and how much it's going to just, you know, stand your business apart from your competition. Um, so my advice is to look into a good temporary uh, solution 
Also, if you understand your target market and you look at some of the brands and branding that they would be into, it gives you like a really good visual landscape of what you want your own look to be for your own brand. Um, And you can use that as a guide when choosing, you know, the right template. And if you are maybe early stages, you're earning a little bit, like you, you have enough expendable, like a bit of a marketing budget where you actually can get someone on board and you're like, okay, great. I've had my temporary brand. Uh, it's worked for now. I have maybe a few clients under my belt. I know that I'm earning enough to be able to eat and also be able to afford to get my branding done properly. What would you say that like the steps and the type of traits or what to look at when selecting that person and who you want to move forward with? Because it is such a big what if. Yeah, it's huge. And there are so many designers out there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going to have your work cut out for you. I would say that, look, start with their folio. If you like the look of their work, that's usually a really good sign. It means that at least on an aesthetic level, you're pretty aligned. Um, and ask for recommendations as well. If you have a friend who's just started their business and you really like their branding, um, you know, go with someone that they've had a good experience with. And don't be shy about like going up to business that you businesses that you really like and just asking them like, hey, who did your branding? I think this looks really cool. Yeah, definitely. And you'll find that a lot of business people are just really generous with their information, you know, and they probably give you some good pointers. Um, And then I would say that once you've selected a designer, really sit down and have a conversation with them about what your vision is for your own brand and just see if they can kind of understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because I do think that it's, it's quite sort of synergistic. Like you need to kind of vibe them out and you need to be on the same page. I feel like when we started working together, we just kind of clicked immediately. Yeah, definitely. And we you know, we were kind of on the same page about stuff. There was a lot of trust there. And I think that on an intuitive level, if you feel like it's just not really right, then it's not, it's not the way to go. Um, I really do believe that. Um, And then I would also say, I think it's really important to make sure that the designer is someone who has good project management skills (laughs) (laughs) because Ultimately, you want someone who can actually deliver what they've promised. Yeah. Who knows how to basically manage a project and deliver it on time um, with the right assets. So that's something that's really important as well. And how do you how do you do that? How do you kind of vet them and make sure that they have those project management skills? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think it's it's usually a good idea to ask for some references if they're happy to give that to you. Um, Not all designers would be comfortable with that for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. because you don't want to bother your clients. Yeah. Um, I think also, you know, when you first engage with someone on a professional level, I think for me, I can kind of tell pretty quickly what, what they're kind of like in terms of responding to my emails on Mm -hmm. time, um, doing the things that they said they would and keeping their promises. So I would just be really cognizant of that, you know, in the early stages of the relationship. Definitely. And just, just kind of looking at their overall kind of professional demeanor. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally feel you. I know exactly what you're saying. I think that that is super, super important. And I guess once you've decided on who you want to go with and like kind of put together all of those questions, your story, your target market, decided, okay, yeah. cool, I'm ready to actually engage with someone. 
what would you say is like your top tips for what not to do <laughs> when it comes to your branding to in the sense of if you are going to start building your own brand, like whether yeah. that's with someone else or with you, I think it's a bigger question for someone that's doing it on their own. Yeah, sure. Are there a few little so like faux pas and things that you shouldn't be doing when it comes yeah. to creating your brand? Well, that's a really good question. Cause I have seen some that are just like, it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, that looks like someone else's. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, well, there's one right there, like, don't copy. Um, that's actually quite a serious one, like, don't don't copy because it's, you know, it's just kind of douchey and gross and, like, you don't want to put that kind of vibe out there. And you're, you're a unique being. Like, you can find something that's all you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that don't skip the research process and go straight into the super fun stuff. Um, again, I mean, I feel like we're going to start sound- sounding like broken records, but <laughs> values, story, target market literally just spend weeks on that first mm-hmm. um and and really really get deep into it so don't skip that part um i would also say that be really mindful of what you think looks cool and what your target audience l- thinks looks cool yeah. because sometimes that might not be the same thing For me, I've worked with a lot of clients who are themselves the target market of their own brand. So it's been really easy in that respect to create a look that everyone just really loves. But occasionally I'll meet a client who um, is marketing to a completely different demographic to themselves. And, you know, they might have a vision for a design that's, let's say, really kind of Scandinavian inspired or like minimalistic. Mm -hmm. But their target market is actually looking for something that's really kind of like accessible or like edgy that's often where you'll find there can be a little bit bit of conflict so I would ask you to not be um, biased in that regard and just really you know be there for your target audience and did I say don't copy did I say yeah definitely okay (laughs) maybe we should reiterate don't copy (laughs) don't copy (laughs) now that's Um, cool yeah I think that they're sort of my main top tips I would say Mm. because I think everything else is pretty much open to interpretation or like your personal views as well like when it comes to different color palettes what I think is great may not be what someone else thinks is great but if you just stick with it from your target market's perspective yeah kind of let that be the gauge and keep them in mind rather than just exactly yeah let that be the gauge for non-designers this can be a really tough thing to kind of get their heads around because it's also like well how do I know what my target market likes right yeah um, and one of the exercises that I do with my clients is we, we usually make a brand space board. And what that is, is basically looking at the type of brands that your target market would already like. So for example, at the moment, I'm working with a lifestyle company that's, um, targeting millennial women between the ages of, you know, 20 to 30 who have a bit of spare cash to, to spend. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And so we kind of looked at the brands that they would love, you know, brands like Aesop or um, what's that new one? Hunter, Hunter Lab. Oh, yeah. I think it's so sexy. And so it's really kind of that caliber of like, you know, very high-end, refined kind of branding. And Mm -hmm. we kind of put together a board that had that look and feel. And that will kind of give you a really good idea of like aesthetically what your target market is wanting. Um, And then you can kind of use that as like a barometer of what, you know, you want. The, like the overall vibe yeah definitely of, of your of your own brand that's awesome I absolutely love that exercise I think that that is super awesome in the sense that it actually makes it really clear and I mean if you have a lot of different like and you see it from an inspiration standpoint not a totally 
um, not a sense of just yeah, because instead, <laughs> instead of like writing the words like oh we need this to be you know minimal or mm. we need this to be edgy like it's much easier to actually find visual references of that represent that and then that just gives you such a more clear idea. Awesome. No, yeah. I absolutely love that. I think that that is a tip that I think everybody listening right now should Yay. definitely take on board. Um, yeah, so I guess pretty much that sums up like everything from a from a basic standpoint of branding, I think. Yep. And I just wanted to let all of you guys know that Rosie has been so incredible and she's actually created a brand guide for all of you listening so that you can actually um, create your brand yourself. So instead of just, I think that we covered off a lot of things top line, but I mean, I'm going to be honest, I have not read a guide that is this detailed before that's completely free. So you guys definitely need to get your hands on it. I think that it would be such an incredible asset for all of you to to have (laughs) to create your brand. Um, And I know it just... I mean, if I had this when I first started out, (laughs) I wouldn't have made so many mistakes. Um, So definitely hop on the show notes and I will link it up for you guys so that you can definitely grab that resource. I think everybody would benefit from having a bit of a browse. I know I even learned a few things, even though Rosie did my branding for me. Um, I think it's a really, really cool resource and activity to do for your own business so definitely jump on and do that and if they did want to follow you rosie where could they kind of see your journey learn more about you yeah sure um they can follow me on my studio instagram which is anothermind.co um and check me out on my website as well which is the same thing anothermind.co um, <laughs> and you'll be able to see you know some of the work that we've done at the studio a little bit of behind the scenes I awesome No, great. I absolutely love that. Make sure that you hop on over and thank you so much, Rosie, for joining us today. I absolutely loved it. I know I've learned a few things myself and I'm sure that our listeners have too. And I cannot wait to have you on the podcast again sometime soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you loved what you're listening to, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on all of our content and it will be coming to you weekly. So make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and I can't wait to chat to you lovely ladies next week. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week.